0: I guess for now you've
1: got the last to learn. I'm sorry if I seem uninterested though I'm not, not another man for when truly I ain't got no business here But since my friends are here not I just came to kick it, But really I would rather be at home all by myself Not in this room hello hello we are back here on not another girl pod episode 9 and i'll be your host today i am bunny aka buns and guns ish bunny and bitcoin bunny and i'm here with my lovely co-host hey guys welcome back it's your girl tiana aka
0: Lori harvey in the jvp discord aka cordy So how are you doing tonight, Cordy? I'm good. I'm really excited to be here. Not that I'm normally not, but when we come in to record, it's after work. So you know, I'm tired. I had a long day, whereas today I was off. Um, I tried to be somewhat productive today, but on my days off, I just want to rest. So I I got all the energy now.
1: You're refreshed, rejuvenated, (laughs) all that. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love having a good day of just self-care just you know relaxing and you know just enjoying your space um but how's your week been how you been I feel like I just seen you a couple days ago I did right dude I was thinking
0: about that I was like yo we just recorded but at the same time I don't know I'm still really excited to do this and to speak to you even though it just happened I don't know it doesn't feel like it's been such a short amount of time like true. i know it's been but it doesn't feel like oh i just talked to this bitch now i'm gonna talk to her again <laughs> but at the same time i'm used to speaking to you almost 24 <laughs> so but um as far as the past week dude i've been working my ass off so i move on monday monday i get the keys to my new place <gasps> so, I'm so excited yeah for you. dude i am too it's gonna be such a different vibe uh i've just been working like crazy because you know when you move into a new place you have deposits and fees and shit so uh i just want to be able to pay all that off and not have to be like uh like digging into my pockets and feeling like fuck i'm gonna be broke for a few weeks you know so i've been picking up every shift possible i've been working so much but yeah when i move it's gonna be a whole different vibe so when i moved into this place this was my first time living alone and You know, when you have roommates, your cost of living, it's a lot cheaper since you're splitting
1: everything. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, this is my first time living alone. So I was like, okay, you know, I don't need anything too expensive. Like, doesn't have to be anything perfect. Obviously, like, just something that's going to get the job done. um, That backfired. (laughs) Like, shit is breaking. So while I had COVID, my dad came over to... kind of helped me out. He brought me some food, some drinks. He was going to take the dog out for me since I was in bed dying. And he found out, which, okay, I also didn't know. He got mad at me and said I did not let anyone know, but I really wasn't aware that there have been homeless people living in the building underneath the stairs.
1: (laughs) No way!
0: (laughs) So this guy, he he's like, okay, I'm going to go speak to the office and I know the way my dad is. My dad is very like, he doesn't fuck around, especially when it comes to his kids. <laughs> so he came back and it seemed like the conversation went well, but the office manager wasn't there. So he said she was gonna give him a call back. A Few days later, mind you, I'm still super sick with COVID. So I've been sleeping for days. I was sleeping one day. I had been asleep for hours and hours. I ended up waking up maybe 4 p.m. And he's like, so I spoke to the pro- property manager. And she's going to end your lease and you're moving out at the end of the month. It's just like, what the fuck? (laughs) You could not have spoken to me about this. So I can decide if that is what I want to do. And also so I can plan for it, you know. Because while I was working, I'm sorry, while I was sick with COVID, it wasn't working. So, you know, to have to plan this in such a short amount of time, it was just not it. But... That's when funny. I he the... was
1: like, uh, you have to find a new place. <laughs>
0: pretty much. Pretty much. And so, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, so anyway, when I finally started to feel better, I came back to my place. I was just very scared because sometimes I get off work late and I have to take Coco outside to use the restroom and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, what if I walk down the stairs and there's someone there? And I feel really bad for these people. Part of me is like, oh, I'm glad they have a warm place to sleep at night. (laughs) But at the same time, I don't know what substances they're using or anything that could possibly make them violent or
1: it might be unsafe
0: for me. So it is kind of like a, I don't know what to do, but I would just have not been feeling very comfortable. So I decided to move out. I found a really beautiful place. It's in a gorgeous building, brand new. And I'm so excited to move there. Obviously, things are going to be more expensive, but I think it's going to be worth it. I will just feel so comfortable there. So, yeah,
1: I'm really excited for that. I bet. I bet. I know you text me and you were like, I got the apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I was scared that I wasn't going to get approved because
0: the rent is going to be a lot more than what I paid before. Obviously, because I had roommates, so I was paying a lot less. Uh, and that's something that they were asking about So I was like, uh, I don't know if they're going to prove me or not
1: But they did So that was really exciting That's dope, I'm really happy for you But I mean, <laughs> your dad is right You know, you being a, a beautiful young lady Living by yourself Like it's just not safe You know, if that's the type of shit that's going on Outside your doorstep So everything happens for a reason <laughs> Well
0: dude When I spoke to the property manager She's like I spoke to your father and he was very aggressive to me and my staff he is verbally abusive she's like i do not want to speak to him ever again <laughs> and i'm just like girl i get it i know the way my dad is my dad is an aggressive person he does not fuck around but at the same time i'm like if only you knew i was at home dying i was unaware of this like i have no control over this so do not come to me with this shit. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Well, I'm glad you got your apartment. And I'm glad, you know, you're ready to move out of there.
0: Thanks. Yeah, so when you finally come me. visit me, I
1: will. We'll very, I will.
0: <laughs> we'll
1: be in a very secure and nice and new place. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, but my week was good. My week's been good. I mean, I got better from being sick. Like, on Friday, Saturday morning, I started feeling better. And then I started feeling sick again, like, Sunday night. And then I was sick again Monday and yesterday. And I'm finally feeling better today. I know I sound like shit, but I'm finally feeling better. I, I'm i just, like, over it. I just want to be done being sick. <laughs>
0: like... Dude, I feel like it's never going to go away, though. <laughs> I haven't had COVID in, what, like, a week now? As you can hear, I'm still very nasally. (laughs) Like I don't think this is ever gonna go away, and if it does, it's gonna take a very long time. I also still have this lingering headache from COVID, and a lot of people who I was speaking to have had COVID before, because this is my first time getting it. They said that that headache lasted a while. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I hope it doesn't. I'm just trying to get better so I can go brunch on saturday
0: with my best friend (laughs) dude fucking when you told ahon that i got covid what did he text us he's like cordy you caught the bat flu
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah unfortunately i did yes the bat flu that's where it originated actually so (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck
0: just,
1: it did, um, isn't it? Like some fucking bat. Supposedly, like. someone ate a bat. Did, wait, did yeah. they eat
0: a bat? <laughs> or wait,
1: yeah, I don't know. There's so much fucking shit going know. on on the internet that who knows what the fucking reality is.
0: Yeah. What, what is um? That's true
1: or not? It's on the internet, so it must be real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but so let's get let's get into these topics today. Uh, we have some pretty deep topics today We kind of wanted to get serious today um, So I had a really good therapy session um, Before we started potty. I do therapy um, I actually do group therapy every quarter um, With a group of people that I've been doing it for This will be my third year that I'm doing it Um, but I started doing group therapy, uh, actually the year that my dad passed away, which is crazy because I, so you have to get invited to these group therapies. Um, your, whoever your therapist is, she'll extend an invitation if she sees that you're fit for these group therapies. Um, so there's only five of us in it right now. Um, so I've been going to the same therapist for six years now. Um, And so she invited me into this group um, my fourth year of being in therapy with her. So it was right before my dad passed away. She invited me like on October and my dad passed away in January. So I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this fucking group therapy. Let's fucking do it. (laughs) So I joined it and it so happened to be the year that my dad passed away. So like it really fucking helped me out to just be in this group and have um some like-minded people that are going through similar circumstances but in different ways um so i wanted to talk about therapy stigma because i'm often holding myself back to share my therapy stories because like along the years I've been going to therapy for six years so along those years I've told people and a lot of them have had comments that it's a privilege to be able to have therapy because of what it costs Mm
0: -hmm. or
1: um you know why don't you go to church instead of therapy like these are some of the responses that I've gotten throughout the year and for me like definitely going to therapy is expensive. I'm not going to say that it's not because <laughs> um, mental health, unfortunately, is not like something that's primarily covered by your health insurance, even if you have it. If you don't, then you have to pay for the hourly rate, which is a cost it's for itself, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it's definitely not cheap, but it's worth it. I see it as spending money on myself for something that is gonna benefit me in the long run. So I'm investing in me. Um, Because I can spend 30 bucks and just going out to eat. (laughs) You know? Right. Um, So I don't, I mean, definitely it's expensive but I wouldn't call it a privilege. I'm just kind of investing in myself. I'm choosing to spend those 30 bucks on something else. Um, And then as far as, you know, going to church and stuff, I grew up a Jehovah Witness my entire life up until I was 16, actually 17, I left the religion. I was like, I'm over it, I'm done. And growing up in a religion that's so strict like that just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth about religion itself. For a while, I thought I was an atheist, but just, I don't know, going through life, going through life experiences um, losing my dad I do feel that there's like something else out there but not something that's going to teach me how to deal with my emotions you know what I'm saying like and I feel that we use therapy or if you go to therapy it kind of teaches you that everything comes from something so if you can get to the root of the problem then you can progress Mm -hmm. I completely agree okay
0: so you were saying about therapy being expensive to me it's kind of like if you have a broken leg you're gonna go to the hospital right you're not gonna say okay i'm just not gonna go because it's expensive your leg is broken you need to fix it (laughs) you know to me it's that same thing um and it is an investment in yourself it really is and I totally feel you on people saying, you know, why don't you go to church or why don't you just pray on it? Um, or another thing my dad would tell me is, you know, you have a supportive family and we're here for you. Like, why do you not just speak to us? Do you not feel comfortable coming to us? And it's not that at all. It's not that I don't feel comfortable. But I feel like in my family, because they have been through a lot of the things I have been through, they will either they'll be quick to be defensive about it you know they'll be quick to try to justify it or even if it's not their intention try to like prove my situation wrong or say why i shouldn't feel the way that i am whereas in therapy i don't get that you know they ask questions like well why do you feel this way um Or would you feel this way if this happened instead of this? Or uh, like you said, just finding the root of every little thing. Cause it definitely comes from somewhere. Not only what happens to you is coming, it's a domino effect, but the way you react is also a domino effect. And those are things that a lot of times we don't think about. A lot of people sometimes say, that's just the way I am. No, that's not just the way you are, (laughs) you know? Uh, It's all learned behavior whether you learned it from uh, someone else, maybe a parent or whoever your mentor was, uh, or just whoever you looked up to. Maybe you learned behaviors from them or maybe something happened to you. And so now you have, or so maybe you responded in a certain way and every time something triggers you, you will continue to respond in that same way.
1: And I think that's very important to say that it's learned behavior. The things that we do to cope In life is learned Mm -hmm. It's It's not necessarily Taught because I don't Want to say that our parents Purposely did that I mean some do in some some, families but Yeah in some families Absolutely but I don't I don't think that's the norm You know what I'm saying like it's not like I'm purposely going to teach you to do this As a coping mechanism I think it's just kind of like What's been instilled in them as well Like when I think about the things That I have learned From my parents I always like to think about it As they were doing The best that they can with what they have Or were given
0: Mm -hmm. These
1: are learned behaviors for them So they pass them down to us Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't make them Bad parents In any way Um, It's just for lack of a better term, it's just their ignorance in the subject or... Because coping, especially in minority families, it's just like, if you go to the hood, there's a liquor store everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In walking distance. Because we're taught to like, drink your problems away, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Or use something else to fulfill that void. Or use something to heal the pain you know so it's just I don't I like I hate I I don't hate it but I don't like saying that it was taught just because I feel that as far as my situation my parents were doing the best that they could with what they had they didn't necessarily purposely teach me that it's just like passing down behavior does that make sense
0: well yes and no um I do think so from personal experience it was taught, but not with ill intent. They did not have bad intentions. They truly thought that that was the best way to go about it. For example, my dad, he's very, well, kind of like how we spoke about earlier with the complex when he went to speak to the fucking property manager and she was like, he's aggressive. And he has learned that that's how to get his point across. And I think it's because he, because of the way he grew up, he lacked confidence in certain areas the areas that people would think should be a man's strength you know in a physical sense maybe he didn't have that he's also very he's naturally very skinny so i think his way of asserting dominance or just getting through to people was through his character and his personality and so because that is what worked for him because that is how he was able to you know not be taken advantage of That's how he was able to be in a position of power. He did kind of pass that on to my siblings and I, you know, like you need to be strong and do not let people speak to you a certain way. And if you have to fight, fight. And to him, yeah, that was just the way to go about it. That was the way to, you know, be strong and to get through and like to fight your way to the top. Whereas I'm learning, that's not really the way that I want to go about things that there there are alternatives and not just learning that about him or about myself, you know, that we have reasons behind why we are the way they are, but even for other people. So when it comes to being in these positions with people where you might want to fight or raise your voice or whatever it is, also to first consider why they are acting the way that they are going back to last week's episode not to allow their character or their lack of love to alter yours
1: yeah and I was also gonna go back to uh last episode earlier when you were mentioning you know how to be strong um like my dad said that to me be strong but his strong doesn't mean the same as my strong but I'm still gonna be strong you know, mm-hmm. so like I think that's where I'm like conflicted on believing that it's top behavior. Cause I have my own interpretation of being strong. You know, my dad's being strong was probably suppressing all his feelings, whereas to mine I'm not. That's not showing strength. I wanna feel every single drop of that feeling. Like <laughs> like if I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna fucking cry. You know, like that's just gonna make me move past the situation. Or not past it, but actually. Go through the situation go through the process and you know potentially love learn from it so i think mean, that's why i'm like differentiating that going back to the stigma of this i think growing up in a hispanic environment i think we're taught to just kind of keep our and i don't know if this is the same for other cultures um but to kind of keep our business in family Mm-hmm. You know, you have your family. You talk to your family. If you need something, you need comfort. You need that. You seek your family. So when you seek a stranger, per se, it's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just going out there to talk to some someone who went to school, who was fucking rich. Like, you know, all the fucking negative shit that can be listed when, you know, finding a therapist isn't easy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. Like, I went through therapist before I found my therapist that I've been going to for six years you know so those are the type of things that I think stray people away from that but I guess the best advice that I can give being that I've been going to therapy for six years is it helps you understand your mind better so if you're a constant thinker or you know just going through depression which involves your mind like it just helps you understand where everything is coming from and if you can understand where everything is coming from then you can grow you can make changes or make better decisions or just you know learn from it you can grow therapy
0: helps you to accept your situation uh because that's I feel a lot of my problem before therapy is I was having a hard time accepting it you know I wanted to change it And I don't mean change it as in make positive changes moving forward, but changing the past, changing why things are the way they are, changing uh, just how I got to that point. And being in therapy, you're able to acknowledge it, accept it. And at that point, once you've accepted it, that's when you're able to move on. And make those positive changes. Because if, I feel that if you don't accept it, it's going to keep coming back. You know, maybe you've distracted yourself from it for a while. But there, at some point, there's going to be a trigger that brings it back.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Ex- accepting that is a big um, part of the process. But with all that being said, or which is more important to you now? Um, to help yourself, help your family. Help your society or help the world? Okay, this is going to take me a while. Let me try to break this down.
0: First and foremost, myself. Because I believe you cannot help absolutely anybody else until you help yourself. So I need to be at my best before I can go out trying to help others. I mean, and and I mean that obviously you can always help someone in some way. But as far as the big picture, you need to be whole before you compete into others. And this is where I struggle because like you said, and I'm not sure about other people, but to speak on myself and Hispanic families, family is like everything. <laughs> and that's what I've always been told. We're taught that regardless, of what they do to you what they say to you like you're supposed to just brush it off and let it go because that's family um regardless of who they are how they are that is family you know and i've struggled with that a lot and my therapist actually told me that i was very codependent because of that because my family um has always taught me to look out for one another and to put them first and he was telling me i was struggling to look out for myself because i was so busy worrying about my family it's funny because when i told my mom that she was just kind of like you said like oh he's just an old rich white man and they don't care about their family they don't care about anyone like
1: (laughs) yeah they don't know the struggle what the fuck? (laughs)
0: right she's like they don't care about their family and i'm just like mom no he's not telling me to not care about my family like she just immediately thinks the worst But anyway, so because I grew up that way, it's kind of difficult for me to not be like, oh, first is family. Okay, so we said family, society, and the world. So I feel that you have to start from the
1: ground up. In order to change the world, you definitely have to start with your society. Okay, that's interesting because when we posed this question, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. And obviously, um, you know, speaking about therapy and all that stuff, it teaches us that because I I, being in a Hispanic family and my culture, you are taught to put everything else before you. If your family says go, you fucking go. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the fucking circumstances are. You fucking go. You always stick up for your family. You're always there for them. You always have their back, regardless of whatever the fuck they make you feel. That's what I was taught. So I ride a die for my family, you know, but I can do that with boundaries. Like if I set boundaries with them and let them know, like, you know, without going into details and shit like that, that's happened in my family, but just kind of like, hey, if this continues, I'm I'm just not gonna, you know, be there anymore. (laughs) Like that's a boundary that I, that I've set, but just that kind of goes against what I was taught. So it's really hard to flip the switch on that. As of today, I can definitely say that if this was asked to me of what is more important is myself. Fucking Bunny, two fucking four years ago, probably would have said my family, (laughs) you know, but you ask me that now it's me because I can't do shit for anybody if I don't care for myself. And if I am doing stuff for everybody else, it's, it's not to my full potential because I'm empty. So I'm just barely scraping by to help you out, you know? So I have to make sure that I'm good in order to produce and be there for everybody else. So for me, it would be myself, my family, definitely. But when I was thinking about that, the world or society, I think that the world creates a society. So if we fix the world, the society is essentially fixing itself because it comes from somewhere, you know, like it, it stems from somewhere. So if, society, if if the world is fixed, like just an example, we put more greenery out there, we put shit that's like more appeasing out there or just kind of like you develop uh an environment where people can strive it'll change the society because people are striving you
0: can see that but in order i feel that in order to get the world on board it needs to start somewhere smaller
1: like have society you,
0: have you read that book the tipping point
1: <laughs> the tipping point no i haven't
0: okay so it's they talk about certain trends and how they start and how maybe it starts with one person or maybe starts with five people and then slowly it builds up to 10, 15, 20. And it's about that specific point where it just becomes like this global phenomenon. Uh, So since it was talking about trends, like uh, fashion trends, you know, a couple kids start wearing a certain shoe, not because they thought it was cool, but because that's all they could afford. And it turns into this fashion statement. So then more people start purchasing the item in their school then it starts spreading out into the entire city and then it spreads out into the entire state and then at that point people start seeing pictures of these people in magazines and it just becomes this thing that's so much bigger than what you could have ever imagined so i
1: <sighs> hence the name the tipping point what's that i said hence the name the tipping point right right sounds like a good but i get what you're saying
0: because if if the situation is already occurring, it's a lot more difficult to change it from
1: within, but it has to start somewhere. And and I totally get what you're saying, that it has to start somewhere. But I feel like at this point, it's like it's better to create an environment for people to change their mentality.
0: But who's creating it? Fuck, you know, don't. it's not going to be this massive <laughs>
1: decision where all, however
0: billion, many
1: billion people in the world are like, yes, you know, it has to, it's a buildup. That's true. I guess I was thinking like more on a like a I guess it is a society if you think about it in that level where you where you have to kind of build a society to to rebuild the environment. So damn, look at us. (laughs) unraveling, Breaking shit down. (laughs) Did the chicken or the egg come first? (laughs) Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's what we're getting to. But um, I love that. I love that. Both of us were like, "Or I'm going to help myself first in order to, you know, be help everybody else. But um,
0: God is here was fucking therapy. And that is why I just really believe that everyone should go to therapy. I feel like even you speak to people and they're like, oh, but, you know, nothing's really wrong or nothing. And it's like therapy is not, it, it
1: doesn't mean something's wrong. Yo, I believe in fucking therapy so much And here's one of my main reasons why My mother When my dad passed away She went to therapy If she wouldn't have done that My mother wouldn't be the I mean, she would Because she's a very resilient and strong woman But she wouldn't be who she is right now Like, she's so independent So positive So, like, just fucking she loves life she wants to be there for everybody you know like she's just happy at home she's so strong you know just standing on her own two feet but she decided to do that for herself like she never in a million years would I would have thought my mom would have been like oh I'm gonna go to therapy
0: because mm-hmm.
1: you know it's it's not what we're, what they're taught you know and that kind of goes against you know what we were talking about earlier the stigma the cultural beliefs and all of that but she did it in that woman i know that she's gonna be like 85 just fucking happier than ever because she's just she's gonna turn 70 on the 28th i know i said this last episode but i'm so happy and um she's just made so many changes for herself that at her age i am just so proud of her oh happy birthday mama bunny <laughs> <laughs> You but No, yeah, yeah, well, that's awesome. And
0: especially coming from a religious background, the fact that she brought herself to do that, that's fucking awesome. And I'm sure a lot of that came from you. Like, were you, is that what happened? You were telling her how therapy has helped you. And
1: what happened was like, I just, I, I, you know, there's just a long history of everything, but I was just exhausted. You know, I was like, I want to mourn my father. I want to go through the process of, Grieving. I want to feel sad. I want to cry. I want to miss him. And I can't do that if I'm having to be codependent with my mother mm-hmm. to help her, you know, because it was like she would call me when she would get home from work. She would call me and start crying because of, you know, just how situations went down when my dad passed away. Every fucking day, six in the afternoon, she would call me crying and I would have to drive over there and just like, everything's good. You know, like, let me take you in the house, whatever. And I was like, I can't fucking do this for the rest of my life. And I know if I don't address it or at least try and help her out, it's just going to be like this. Like, we're going to continue this routine where I'm just going to come and save her every time. And I want to feel the pain of losing my father. So In order for me to do that, I need my mom to go through that process as well and not have somebody come at her beck and call every single time. So, yeah, I was just kind of like, Ma, (laughs) there's help for us out there. You know, like you, you can talk to your primary doctor and say, hey, I just lost my husband. We were together so many years. My parents were together for over 43 years. Damn, They knew each other since they were five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they grew up in the same oh. fucking block. So, you know, that. like the, she lost a huge part of her life. So I told her, I was like, you know, you contact your primary care doctor, let them know what the fuck you're going through, and they're going to tell you, hey, you can go and talk to this person. Luckily, the first ther- therapist she got spoke Spanish, very, very wonderful woman. And she hooked her up, she helped her out. She was like, listen, you got this and this and that going on. We're going to tackle all this shit. But my point to saying all that is like it's as easy as, just you know, picking up the phone and you're not going to find the therapist for you on the first try. It's very rare when it happens. Mm-hmm. But don't give up. Keep fucking searching. <laughs> that's part of the issue. I feel that's a, a huge thing that turns people
0: off is that they meet with one therapist. It doesn't work out. And they're just like, "Nah, fuck this. And what we have to consider is that they're people just like us. Uh, You know, you're not going to get along with every person. You're not going to mesh in the same way that you would. It's kind of like how it takes you a while to find, like, really good friends. You don't just meet any person and your best friends. You know, you have to find someone who understands you um, and who works with you and helps understands how to help you uh, because the approach for one person is not going to be the same for the next. And that happened with me. The first time I went to meet with a therapist, I hated it. As I would speak to her, she would hardly ever make eye contact. She would be looking at the computer. I just did not feel heard. I didn't feel understood. I didn't feel that she cared. And at the same time, it is a job, you know? Some people are really in it just because it's a job. And yeah, it's just going no, it's, to work every day. Some people don't have the heart for it, and so you just true. have to keep trying. You really just have to keep trying. You will find that person that really understands you and who cares to try to understand you.
1: Yeah, no, it's fucking true. Um, my first uh, therapist, I told her that I thought I was an atheist, and she fucking hit me with Bible verses. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, it's like I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Um, I went through three, three? Yeah, no, four. Four until I found mine. And I love her. She's fucking dope. She's so silly too. Like, she's just dope. She's a dope-ass person. Um, but let's move on to, you know, something lighter to close to close up the episode. Tiana, what do you think? One I'm going to ask you because you're you, you icy. Stop <laughs> making me nervous. <laughs> what is it? Can men and women only be friends (laughs) oh fuck
0: okay so i can only speak for myself i do have platonic friendships with men but i will say every friendship i've ever had with a man either they tried to hit on me at some point or say we were friends everything was going great and at some point they did try so Either it started with that, I shut him down, the friendship continued and everything was, excuse me, everything was cool. Or, you know, we had a good friendship going and when the opportunity presented itself, so we were having drinks, we were at alone, something's gonna fucking happen. I've never had a friendship with a man who didn't try. I feel like every guy who I've been friends with has stayed just a friend because that's all I have allowed. On nano cocky shit.
1: It's just <laughs> that's all no I've allowed.
0: <laughs> it's just that's all I've allowed, and so that's how things remained. But I've never had a friendship with a guy who has never tried to hit on me before, or who I can honestly say, if I gave them the opportunity, they would do something.
1: Huh? I don't know. I I have. I I mean, most of my friends are good friends. <laughs> I have one. Well, I had two friends, but I cut ties with one of them. But I have one friend now who I've known since high school, and like we're friends. He has a girlfriend. He was, he was um one of the groomsmen in my wedding. I mean, we've been friends for years, and like every time I see him, it's like what's up? Like we're just like <laughs> I feel like we're boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, like, uh, every time he comes, because he moved um, to back to L.A., every time he comes down and visits his parents, like, he'll hit me up and be like, hey, we're kicking it here. And I'll go over there and we'll hang out and stuff. But, like, there's never been anything other than a friendship. Um, I do have other guy friends that, you know, like you said, before we became friends, they probably tried. Or during the friendship, you know, like, it's just probably, but it's just, never led on to anything else but I I can say that I had like two friends that were my guy friends and that's it it doesn't go beyond that so I do think that it's possible I mean do I think that during the time somebody catches feelings or something happens maybe but I do think that it's possible to have a friendship like that you just gotta set boundaries like you but don't see, that's get the beyond thing. That. You even
0: have to get to the bound like <laughs> i feel like you can but at some i don't point, think you so like with this, with
1: this friend that i've had like to why can't you
0: school, okay I, but I, I see that's a rare be. situation so like you said you never had to set boundaries so i i do believe it's possible but very very far in... how does it go very far in between far in between <laughs> <laughs> what what is the same <laughs> it is it's very far in between it's rare because why yeah, do you have to set boundaries like they should just know like we should just be on the same page we're just friends that hardly ever happens or well, at least it never I happened think, for me i think, I think when mean. you're like
1: cool ass people like that like it's easy to fucking <laughs> Catch something you know because it's hard To find people that you can vibe with From the opposite Mm -hmm. sex and and Not have something to be expected So when Shit starts off like that and it's good Like it's you know It just kind of falls into place Right no that that
0: totally makes sense Because like you said Finding someone of the the opposite sex that you're so cool with that it creates that strong of a friendship eventually you might think like okay this might be the person i want to like have as my life partner because you just get along so well so i mean that makes sense yeah but i would never
1: i love all my guy friends but that's that's all, <laughs> <laughs> all right well since we have gotten very deep is long in this episode. We're gonna save our what Bunny has watched <laughs> until the next episode. But um, this I think has- so because we're gonna keep digging a deeper hole. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cause it, that was a deep one too that I picked for this one. So let's just move right along. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. It's been another episode of Not Another Girl Pod. <laughs> Girl, just play the drop. <laughs>
0: Said, he said you your voice <laughs> no, you're like trying to recreate it just it. <laughs> but yes thank you guys thanks for listening thanks for hanging out i hope you enjoyed um if you have any opinions any comments feel free to hit us up on socials any feedback we appreciate all feedback uh whether it's positive constructive criticism whatever you have to say please let us know we'd love to hear from you guys and just kind of create our own little community you know hit us up we can we can all be friends if
1: you guys have any questions that you guys would like us to talk about or any topics that you guys would like us to touch on just let us know give us some feedback we appreciate all feedback all of it i have been your host for the night i am bunny aka Ish bunny bitcoin bunny buns and guns and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B Bunny Roo. that's with double O. And you can follow Not Another Girl Pod on Twitter, that's Not Another GP, and on Instagram Not Another Girl Pod. And Tiana, did you give your socials already?
0: I have not. Hit me up on socials, guys. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tiana Alicia T H I A N A L I C I A. the tubes, young homie think
1: before you shoot murderer <laughs> when I throw a chase in where will our children go when there's no place safe where they can go mm, trouble may come in sometimes not Hawaii, another one girl pie didn't even make any stride Murder all around the whole world is positing Everybody dating,
0: everybody overrated.